Hey everyone, it's Tan Trung, and this week I'm physically taking the Tan Report on the road. So where are we headed, by the way? Uh, we just ride around. Uh, we're going to uh, make a right turn at Galvis, and we're going to get on Broad, maybe Canal Street, find a little bit of traffic. Let's ride around. That's Jewel Carney. He's the owner of New Orleans Safe Driving School, which he opened in 1984. Before that, he drove Greyhound buses for many years. I recently met up with Jewel at the school's office on Tulane Avenue in New Orleans. On that particular day, I tagged along with Jewel as he was about to start some driving instructions with a teenager. My name is Trenton Raymond. How old are you? I'm uh, 17. 17? Man. I remember those days. Yeah. So why are you here today? I'm here to um, get my driver's license and uh, get experience on the road and learn how to drive. So how much experience would you say you have right now? I think I have a, a pretty good experience. I think I have pretty good experience. Okay. You got a learner's permit, obviously. Yes, sir. And how long do you think you've been driving, would you say? Probably about three months driving, three months? just practicing with my parents and stuff. Mr. Jewel, you ready for him? Yes, sir. Okay, I'll follow you guys. I, I do this for a living. <laughs> with introductions out of the way, let's head to the car. And just to describe to you, we are now hopping on to a Nissan Sentra. Maroon. So if you ever see us, student driver, say hi. Yeah, more space on this side. Look at you. Gentlemen, you even opened the door for me. Yeah. I'm not used to this pampering. You opened the door. I sat in the back seat throughout the driving lesson. Air conditioning. We don't need air conditioning today. No <laughs> Said no one. All right, Jensen. All right. First of all, put your foot on top of the brake pedal. Pump it a couple of times. Feel how spongy that is? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes the automobile stop, right? Yes, the harder you push on that, the quicker the car is going to stop. Yes, sir. Right? You know how the turn signals work? Yes, sir. Left is put down, up is for right. Yes, sir. Right? You know how the shift gears work? Yes, sir. All right, okay. Now we're going to put them in drive, we're going to go straight out whenever it's safe, we can go out. Yes, sir. All right? I'm ready when you are. I found myself in the back seat of the Nissan Sentra because I wanted to get Jewel's take on what I think is some pretty reckless driving in New Orleans. To be clear, I'm not saying I'm the best driver. I've been in and caused some accidents. But I can safely say it wasn't because of some intentional disregard for traffic laws, which I understood are laws I must follow. Like red light means you don't go. What you'll be hearing is all anecdotal and subjective. It's not based on a deep dive in reports of auto accidents in New Orleans or an analysis of car insurance premiums in Louisiana, which, by the way, are usually among the highest in the U.S. because many drivers don't carry auto insurance, among other reasons. I don't quite need those analytics to prove what I see with my own two eyes when I drive in New Orleans. It can be a free-for-all around here. And I'm not talking about a rolling stop at a stop sign or a mistimed right on red. I'm talking about the drivers who may be three or four cars behind the line at a red light, deciding that they don't have time to wait, and they pull out in front of everybody, maybe negotiate the intersection, and then decide it's perfectly fine to pass on through. Stop signs, red lights, even school zone speed limits sometimes feel like mere suggestions in this city. Of course, I know bad drivers are not a uniquely New Orleans phenomenon, but there are some local factors at play. The shortage of officers within the New Orleans Police Department and the prioritization of addressing violent crime over other forms of lawlessness in this fair city of ours. So it sounds like, I mean, if you've been teaching people how to drive since 1984, you've seen some things on the road during your time. 
How would you say driving has changed in New Orleans? Has it changed in New Orleans? Like the, uh, the, the drivers around us? The drivers yeah, around you? See, driving in New Orleans drive according to how the law is enforced. <laughs> New Orleans traffic law is just not enforced. That's why you see drivers uh, running the red light. They are, they know they're not gonna get no traffic ticket. They run that light. But I tell them, see, you don't drive to please the policeman. You drive to save lives, time, and money. That's what you're telling your students. Yeah. Obviously. At the same time, I say, you know, like you said, well, you know, I'm not gonna hurt myself. Yeah, but don't think about hurting yourself. When you have an accident or collision, your whole family suffers. Yes. You know? For sure. So you don't drive safe for yourself. Drive safe for your family. Because everyone suffers. So going back to it, though, do you think driving habits have changed with the laws? I mean, was it different, say, like in the 80s and 90s? Were, were the laws being enforced more? In New Orleans, do you think people were better drivers back then than they are now? Well, they they weren't no better driver. <laughs> they obeyed the law better. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, they just obeyed the law. So you had more lawful <laughs> or law-abiding drivers because you actually had cops on the street yeah. pulling people over. Right. Yeah. Do you remember those days? I mean, I, t- I wasn't there, so t- I, tell I, me. Do you I, remember I, days people, I, people I, getting I, pulled over? I remember those days. Uh, I, at one time, I had friends the police force. Okay. And they would tell me what sign said no turn on red. So they would just sit there on their motorcycle and drive a turn right on red. And one time they'd be hiding behind cars and trucks and things. Mm-hmm. The driver turn right on red, we just give them a ticket. But it's all that outlaw now. The NOPD has been struggling with its manpower for years now. That one issue has been fertilizer for others to grow in the city. Police response times to emergencies got longer. The NOPD had to shuffle personnel. In some cases, homicide detectives found themselves back on patrol, and officers who held administrative positions also found themselves back on the street because the city couldn't recruit enough cops to replace the ones who retired or decided they had enough of the force. In a city where crime is often defined by the number of homicides and shootings per year, the NOPD had to rearrange its priorities. A domino effect followed. In an August 2016 article on NOLA.com, the headline read, quote, Cash grabs by City Hall, fewer tickets from shrunken NOPD, a one-two punch for traffic court, end quote. The gist of the article was how penny-pinching by officials, coupled with a drop in revenue from traffic-related tickets, was hurting city agencies that relied on that kind of money, which, historically, was between $2 million and $4 million annually. The article stated that the NOPD's traffic division had shrunk by more than half. There were 67 officers in the traffic division in 2008. By 2016, there were 30. Here's what the spokesperson for the city's previous mayor told the newspaper. Quote, The reduced manpower is the direct result of a strategic decision by the superintendent to concentrate our limited manpower on calls for service rather than traffic enforcement. End quote. That was seven years ago. The NOPD staffing didn't get any better in the years that followed. And it had to maintain its focus on fighting violent crime first. With traffic violations basically on the back burner, Things like stunt driving, swarms of motorcycles and ATVs taking over certain streets began to make a regular appearance. Sometimes things got dangerous and people got hurt. This is from a news conference last summer. The former police chief of New Orleans was addressing how those kinds of incidents were getting out of control. But what was unique about yesterday 
that we should not be accepting is the total disrespect for our officers and jumping onto, onto our vehicles and kicking our vehicles as they are trying to protect the citizens of our city. We have information that leads us to believe some of these individuals were not from New Orleans. But regardless as to whether they're from New Orleans or any other city, this should not be accepted. We should not let this be the norm. We should not be receiving these distractions with regards to stunt driving when we need to focus on the real problem at hand, which is the violence in the city of New Orleans. You really can't fault the NOPD. With limited manpower, it decided violent crime had to be prioritized. What choice was there? And their reward? The recklessness on the roads got worse. Let me get a little bit of rain. Now prepare to go around that car. Back in the car with Jewel and Trenton, we talked about what we've been seeing while driving. So what sort of what sort of like white knuckle or scary moments have you had in your own personal or professional driving experiences? Because you've been driving for a long time. You're, you're almost 90 years old. Yeah, my scary moment is when people cut right in front of you and stop. As if they're trying to make you have a collision. And that's some of my frightening moments. You know, in the interstate, they change lane without giving uh, signals, and when you're going 75 and 80, you can't stop. But I'll be aware, when I'm driving, I don't think about nothing but driving, and I'm looking, and I, and I do it, I teach my students to do it, train your eyes to become a radar for your brain. We, they all, everybody know about radars. They never stop searching, do they? As when you're driving, never stop searching for hazards. It's constant looking. And when you find a hazard, get the speed down. Give your brain time to figure out what you're supposed to do. Trenton, you getting all this? You got your radar on? Yes, sir. Train your I got to say, my... For me, especially driving in New Orleans, I always I always give it a beat before the before I go into the green light at an intersection on a four way, like with a four way traffic light. I always give it a beat because I know somebody's going to go blown through that red light, mm-hmm. right. and I don't I don't and I've seen people get T boned, right. and it's nothing pretty, and I've seen that more and just way too often. So that's my white knuckle moments. I like these intersections right here. If it go, if it turns green, I give it a beat. I wait. I look both ways, and then I go because somebody's gonna go blowing through that red light. And I, I advise my students if there are one or two drivers stop for the red light, don't try to be the first one that take off. Let somebody else move first. But like you said, somebody gonna blow that light. Now, if you're there by yourself, always count to three. One, two. And you're looking. Right. Never try to let light turn green. Don't take off right away. And I gotta say, look, I, I've lived in many different cities. My job has taken me to many different cities. And no disrespect to people here, but this is the most treacherous driving down here because people don't pay attention to the law. We don't have no traffic cops. 
But we got cops, but they don't enforce the laws. And, and uh, we do a lot of police uh, 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 and teach them how to drive. I be talking to them, and they said, well, you know, we were told uh, traffic like enforcing traffic is not a first priority. You're trying to solve crime. Traffic like tra- enforcing traffic come later. Yeah, I, I guess they got bigger fish to fry in, in this city, and I, you know, I can't argue with them because a we don't have a lot of police at this point. We got a lot of crime, and they can't. I understand why they can't spend their time hanging out at a corner pulling people over for you know going through a red light because they got shootings and everything else going on. So I, I understand that, but I would say the rest of us in the cars are at danger because nobody is backing up and enforcing these laws and everybody's kind of applying their own version of what's going to be safe and what's the best practice in driving and we all know everybody has a different opinion about how well they drive Uh, some years ago I was speaking with a high ranking high ranking police officer in the city Mm -hmm. and me and him were sitting out having lunch and he was telling me he said good policing started that would enforce traffic laws yeah. He said, most people that don't obey traffic laws not going to obey a, a lot of more mo laws. They enforce traffic laws. So that's one way when you have APB out on someone, enforce no traffic laws, you're going to find them. Right. You know? When you stop, you're going to find them. You know? so, and there's something to be said for that because if, if you will, if, as a police force, if you have enough police, which we don't at this point, and that's obviously not just a problem unique to New Orleans, but if you have enough police to enforce, quote-unquote, the smaller laws, that sends a message to everybody else that we will not tolerate the bigger violations of the laws. See how they made that left turn over there? They got yeah, big old signs. I've seen that, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I would listen. So, exactly, you know, if if if, uh, if I do a little petty crime, they're breaking in somebody's car all the time. So after a while, I'm, I'm gonna start breaking in someone's house. <laughs> you know, it just get bigger and bigger. And I think it does happen in this city. Uh, Trent, can I ask you, like, what? what are, I mean, you've only been driving what three months or so. Yes, sir. Have there been, or what kind of scary moments have you seen or experienced? Like, has there been a moment that you're like, whoa? Uh, one of my scariest moments is, uh, yeah, I was on a uh, highway. Right. I was let, on a. Let me cut in here. Don't follow the white car. That's, that's illegal. Follow this brown car. Okay. I think I one, two, three, three lanes. That white car gonna make four lanes out of it. Yeah. That's, that's a squeeze, but that is illegal. But never make that squeeze play. I make it right, time. Sorry about cutting you off. No, no, no. Trenton's got to get his instruction. I, I understand that. I'm just here for interviews. So what uh, happened? What happened, Trent? Uh, I was on a, a highway uh, in the country, and uh, I was checking my mirrors, and I seen a car was coming up behind me pretty fast. So. I began to slow down, but he he cut right in front of me, like he skimmed the front of my uh, almost hit me. Wow! Jumped right in front of me. How fast do you think he was going? How fast were you going? Well, the highway speed uh was like I think it was 45, and he had to be going well over 45. Had to be 60 or 70. 
so how did that kind of settle with you? I mean, what, what, what were your thoughts after? It, it definitely made me nervous. It, 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 I got a shock from it, but I just continued. I stayed under control, kept control of the car, and kept driving. You know, in, in, in South Louisiana, we pay some of the highest insurance in the country, automobile insurance in the country. You don't need to remind me. <laughs> I mean, in this, this situation with the amount of kind of reckless driving that we see here, and, and to be fair, I'm, this is all anecdotal. I, I don't have any scientific evidence to back this up, but I think that I drive around enough in this city, and I think you have too. I mean, we got to say that this is not a very safe city to drive in. It's not. Do you agree? Like I said, uh, <clears throat> I'm a retired Greyhound bus driver. Oh, and I have driven a lot, a lot of large cities. And large cities like San Francisco and New York, drivers drive fast, but they, they obey the law. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I agree. I agree. You know, the, the interesting thing is, and I'm because of your history with, with driving buses too, you notice how different cities have different timings for their lights yep like from the yellow to to red like I, I used to live in Denver those dudes there in Denver they don't joke around when it comes to a yellow light you stop at the yellow light because that goes that goes to red very quickly here down down south it's, it's a little bit lazier like the, the red lights are a little bit lazier and so are I gotta say so are the drivers when they come to to stopping or going at, at these traffic lights rule is when the light go from green to yellow, you're supposed to stop. Now, if you like 10 feet from the stop line, you can go across. And I, and I teach my students, if you see red before you get completely across, that means you should have stopped. Typically, if I was in a car with a 17-year-old behind the wheel, I wouldn't feel 100% confident about safety, just because of the lack of experience. But with Jewel riding shotgun and his textbook instructions to driving, I have to say I was in good hands. The only slip-up for Trenton was getting a bit confused on a lane switch. Now we're going to get into the right lane, make a right turn. Get into the right lane. No, right lanes. I took the right lanes and you turn left. That's why you have to be quick. In fairness to Trenton, the setting wasn't quite a normal driving lesson with another person in the back seat who was also asking questions. Well, and it's always different when you have people observing you drive. Trenton, are you nervous at all? Uh, a little bit. Going too fast, too fast. Slow it down. Look right, turn right. And always stay to the right. In this country, everybody drive to the right. And look ahead, at least a block ahead, all right? Let's see. Just look ahead and concentrate. That's what driving is all about. Looking ahead, making plans. By the time you figure out what to do, the car is there already. So, Mr. Drew, what, why do you keep instructing him to stay on the right side? Just curious. Well, the rule is this. Always drive in the right lane whenever possible. That's the state rule. Really? Yep. The state rule? Always drive in the right lane whenever possible, yes. Now we're going to turn right. Listening to all the stuff Jewel was telling Trenton reminded me that this notion of safe driving is possible if you follow traffic laws. But that also requires participation from everyone else. And there lies our problem. And it's not just participating and following the laws, but also bare minimum requirements like having a license plate.
Have you noticed the amount of cars in New Orleans that don't have license plates and tags? Uh-huh. Has that gotten worse, do you think? It's gotten worse. Because I don't, I remember like back in the like even when I first came here in 2003, everybody kind of had tags. I mean, there were you know here and there somebody didn't have a tag, but nowadays, I just feel like every other car. I mean, there's fake tags, <laughs> and then some just don't have any tags. No insurance. No insurance. No brake tag. No nothing. Last time Lynn hit one of my driving school cars, she ran across. Gap. She never stopped. All the way across, we kept the front end. That's the grill. You know, to touch the grill, it's going to fall off. Not the grill at all. She got a call. One, Why didn't you stop? The ma'am, you know, you're supposed to yield to me. She started getting all loud and ignorant. So I just walked away from it. I know she didn't have no insurance because she didn't have no license plate. <laughs> that's usually a good indicator. And that's part of why our insurance is so high. Yes. You know, I was driving the other day, a couple weeks back, I was, I think I was on Washington, uh, going near Earhart. There was a white van. It didn't have, it didn't have any plates. It didn't have any uh, tags or anything. You know what it did have? It had a sticker above the area that you were supposed to have a license plate, and it just said farmer. <laughs> that was it. It just had farmer as a license plate. <laughs> At least we know what he does for a profession. Well, they don't... No law enforcing traffic laws in New Orleans now. None. For those who are curious, I posted the picture of that van and its farmer sticker on my Facebook and Instagram pages. I have to laugh at the situation because it gets ridiculous with the creativity of fake plates and tags or with the boldness of some drivers who decide that they're going to double park in a driving lane and hop into the store for a quick po'boy and a cold drink. I'll be the first to admit there are bigger problems in New Orleans, and this can sound like a laundry list of complaints. But this kind of disregard for traffic laws can lead to some horrible outcomes. When I teach the pre-license class, <clears throat> I tell them, if, if somebody would tell me any job that's more dangerous than driving, I will refund your money back. <laughs> they be telling me, oh, D.C. dollars. I'm in D.C. dollars died last year. Oh, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> you don't get no money back. You got to give me a figure. Uh, they always be throwing things out like, uh, being a fireman, you know, according to the records, uh, every 13 and a half minutes, somebody is is dying from automobile collision somewhere in the United States, every 13 and a half minutes. Wow. And I said, if that many firemen were dying every 13 minutes, you wouldn't see no firemen. Right. They would all be dying out. Right. That, that, that would be headline news in every... In every city in America, if there was a fireman dying every 13 minutes, for sure. And I said, if, if someone gets killed in an automobile accident, they may not even make the news, depending on right. what what can can take that, that spot. And I said, now if you if you're not Mister 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 So and So So Son, you may not even make the news. Cause no big deal, you know. If you just old street guy, you got. Run the red line and get killed, you know. I, I used to work. I used to work in the news industry, and yes, there there have been times that you know you consider is this newsworthy or not. Uh-huh. I, I hate to say it, you're right. I mean, if it's an automobile automobile accident, and depending on the the circumstances and who it is, like yeah, it might not make the news. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 
Driving is a dangerous job. But you keep you you stuck at it. Why why have you stuck with it? I like it. I think I'm good at it. I, I like it. Do you think you're still the same driver that you were when you started instructing? Uh, I am, but I do. I am aware that my eyesight and my reflection is not as good as it used to be. I'm aware of that because I'll be 88 next week. Oh. And I'm aware of my eyesight is not as sharp as it used to be. So I used to look at, at least twice before I you know, pull across the street. Now I might look three or four times now because I'm aware of my eyesight is not what it used to be. And I started stopping further back because I realized my reflection is not as quick as it used to be. Yes, you're... you're I gotta say, my reflexes aren't what they used to be right. either. And, and, you, and you must realize that. So it sounds like you're even more cautious. <laughs> I am. Than, I am. Than you were before. I am. I'm more cautious. As we were making a left from MLK onto South Claiborne, we drove by an accident scene. Oh, see that? Yeah. The accident there. Yeah. That, that, is, means, that means somehow was popping too close. That right? wasn't defensive driving there. It wasn't. It was a Mercedes Benz. Uh, apparently, he yeah. rear-ended or she rear-ended somebody. Yeah. Lots of these uh, New Orleans residents, if they go in the other Lord city and drive the way they drive in New Orleans, they'll <laughs> come back with a trunk full of tickets. <laughs> well, if what I saw in the car that day is an indicator of the kind of driver Trenton will be in the future, then he probably won't end up with a trunk full of traffic tickets. He wants to make a cup, cup of time. He's going back toward the office. So what's your assessment of how Trenton did today? I mean, he, there was a distraction, me being in the backseat, obviously tossing questions yeah, at you, but how do you think he did? He did good. Real good. As for the rest of us drivers in New Orleans... You're in the Big Easy. It's a different set of rules. Different set of rules. Jewel says it's best if we buckle up for the ride. In New Orleans, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio.